everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Retrospects Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Erica. That's right. I know you're hearing my voice first, and you're like, Yes! And, of course, as always, here's our other host. Hi, I'm Brienne, slash Brie, whatever you want to call me, just as long as it's nice. Good thing you put that in there because I feel like <laughs> as long as it's a nice name, you can call me Yolanda. I don't care. <laughs> your new name, Yolanda. Yolanda. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys, I am a little sleepy. Um, how about you? <laughs> um, I am always sleepy. I feel. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm not really sure what awake feels what like. Is, what is this? What As is, an adult, do you ever get to feel awake and alive? Do any of you ever wake up and feel good? That's my question, because when I wake up, I loathe it entirely. <laughs> you do wake up very early, though. I will say that. Like, entirely too early. Like, you should not be awake. <laughs> I literally will be, you know, maybe it's because of where I live, like this, this whole land used to be a farm and that's what I feel like all the time. Like I wake up with the friggin' roosters. Yeah. Maybe that's 35 o'clock. Oh boy. Um, well, uh, you know, what, what else has been happening? Um, tell us about your weekend, anything good and exciting. Or not, it well, could be. You know, I know last week was like a a dud, but this weekend, weekend, I'll say, this past week, yeah, but this weekend was pretty good. We took my youngest son to his first movie. We took him, took him to see the Sonic Two movie. Um, he loved it. He did so good up until the end, and then I, he just was getting tired. Like my friend. My best friend Alyssa was there, and she's like, hey, he's falling asleep in his ice cream. <laughs> so you could tell, because then he just was, like, trying to keep himself awake. Then he wanted to sit on me, but he's like, his head's up here, and I'm just like, bro. Yeah, because he's four, and that's what they right. do. But we yeah. went to Chunkies, so, like, for those who don't know what a Chunkies is, it's basically, like, it's got these big, long tables, and all, there's, like, um... Four chairs on one side, four chairs on the other side, but the chairs are old car seats, like actual seats from like Chevys, Chryslers, things like that. So you can still like lean them back and things. And it's cool. And then so you get like food and all the foods are named after like different movies. So like, (laughs) for example, because they make them gluten free, I get the love me tenders. (laughs) But but it's, it's good for kids because... It, there, it's not like you're all in one space and stuff like that. There's space to move. And plus, it was a kid's movie on top of that. So it was yeah. good. And then Easter yeah. was good. We had my in-laws over. And the kids were happy. And they kept my kids busy, which is always nice. And they cooked nice. for us. So that was even there better. Yeah, that's that's what you really care about. Yes. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> my, my, so this is my husband's t- stepmom. She was like, oh. Like, I don't want to impose, but, like, do, do you, like, are you okay if we cook? I was like, I don't Please. care. Please, Please do. <laughs> I was like, I will gladly clean. I was like, I will lick the floor clean. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Yes. So, how was your weekend? 
Um, mine was fine. Nothing as fun as that, I don't think. Um, <laughs> we were going, so we have season passes to an amusement park near us called Kennywood. And the season opener, like the pass holder day was on Saturday. But Saturday was very cold and very rainy. So we were like, let's just not go. And then on Sunday, I forgot. I forgot Sunday was Easter and um <laughs> last month I had volunteered to to work a couple hours of overtime <laughs> so I w- worked a couple hours of overtime and then we ended up going to Kennywood on Sunday for a couple hours it was really nice because it was like it was chilly but and there were like a couple good rides open that had like no line at all. <laughs> so it was really nice. We had the, actually, we had the carousel to ourselves, which was really nice. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, I, I got to ride a roller coaster on Sunday. So I will say that was, that was a big plus for me. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, it really was not anything like crazy, like nothing too wild, but, um, woo. yeah, so, that's that. That's that's where I'm at. I'm just That's the end of the roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Smeagol has been my dog had a couple issues this past week. He had like like a like a fir- the, this first episode of something like a last month and when I took him to the vet a few weeks ago for his dental cleaning, they were like, "We'll just keep an eye on it. It might just be his joints, whatever." But they started happening again, so I took him to the vet today, and um, yeah, so we're gonna give him this medication and see if it works. Hopefully, it does. If not, I don't know. It's just bonkers, and you know, I know he's not my human child, but he is—he's my fur baby, and I really care about him. So it's—it was stressing me out. Poor it really baby, was. it is stressful. They are like kids. They are. They are. He's my. He's my child. He was my firstborn. My firstborn son. <laughs> He's so furry. So cute. He's got the softest ears. And I love him. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop whining now. Anyway, so today. Stop gushing. So today, actually, we have, it's another jam-packed episode. Jam-packed. Jam-packed. Um, so we just want to clarify. So this is going to be all about the boy bands that fall under the R&B category. Not necessarily yes. like the pop music stuff because pop music is great. But there were there's more than one type of boy band. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can fit them all in one episode. Turns out I was wrong. But we're going to try it anyway. <laughs> it's it's a lot of information and we worked very hard. So, um, yes. yes, we're trying to condense it. It is a lot of information. I just, I literally just kept thinking, I was like, oh yeah, this, this boy band, this boy band. Oh my gosh, I forgot about the, these guys and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh my goodness. How, like, and I'm sure there's other, th- other ones that I missed, but. Oh, there definitely were ones too because remember so I snapped at her and I said 
Oh, well, what about this one, though? Because I know this song, so we added them. And then I saw another mm-hmm. one, and I was like, no. If I, if we have th- these people, we are going to have so many that I don't think we can fit them all. I'm like, I don't know if we can fit it all. And so, yeah, we're just trying. We're going to we're gonna get it all in one episode. However, if we miss your favorite band, we apologize. If we don't mention your favorite song, we apologize. We wanted to keep it short and concise, so we're trying to limit. Yeah, we're trying to limit. (laughs) We're trying to limit the information to the members of the groups, some of their origins, their biggest hits, the awards, the controversies, and maybe where they are now if we can find the information. So, this is a lot of information. Like I said, it's going to be a very it's going to be a very meaty episode, and I hate saying that. It sounds disgusting saying it's this is beefy. So it's gonna be a very beefy episode. Ew. Oh God, I hate the word beefy. Well, at least you didn't say. It, at least you didn't. At least you didn't say it's gonna be a very moist episode. Ew. Gross. Trigger warning. Trigger warning for anybody who doesn't like those words. Ah. Okay, and also, parents, if you are listening to this episode and you have your small children around, Don't. we are going to be talking a lot about some inappropriate things. We're going to be saying a lot of inappropriate words. So just a heads up. Um, but on Saturday, whenever I stayed home from the uh, the amusement park after I had gotten home, from getting my my new glasses. They look very nice and green. They're new, fancy ones. Anyway, um, I was like, I'll start my, I'll do my research and stuff. And I was going down the rabbit hole of like R&B roots instead of, instead of pop roots. So yep. just as a background, R&B has roots in a lot, in a lot of like black culture. So it goes like roots in gospel, jazz, blues, folk. Um, it kind of grew in the 40s um, with rock and roll. Yep. Um, and then it has lots of influences of like Southern church music and obviously some of the bigger R and like R&B now, as opposed to like when R&B started at very different things. Um, yes. It started changing in like the 60s and then it kind of, it, it kept changing, but the roots are still the same. Lots of gospel influences and stuff like that. So I don't know why I wanted to go into that, but I was like, ooh, I, I don't know. I like I like the etymology of things. So um, <laughs> I decided to um, dig into that a little bit, and I maybe went a little too far. If you want to read a little bit more information about, like, the start of R&B, there's... Um, a nice forum or article from masterclass.com um, that has a re- some good information on the like history of R&B. I'm currently being judged by a rabbit right now. He is just staring me down. Is he really? Because <laughs> I think he hears another voice, and he's, so he is confused. He's like, hmm, not voice, <laughs> but only one person. Okay. Anyway. So, my, okay, so I'm trying to go in chronological order. I didn't take my notes in chronological order, so I'll, I'm just going to jump around a lot, so I prom- so 
Just bear with me, guys. Okay, thank you. I yeah, love you. We're we, we going to be all over the place, but it's okay. <laughs> all right. So let's see here. I, my first, the first one that I wanted to start with was Color Me Bad. So that one was really good. Um, so they were like one of the biggest acts of the 90s. However, they did start in 1985. Uh, the members. Yeah. So they, um, two of them met in high school, two of them met in grade school, and they all kind of met in um, high school choir, um, like I think in their senior year or something like that. Uh, the members are Brian Abrams, Mark Calderon, Sam Waters, and Kevin Thornton. All right. Um, so some of their biggest hits are <laughs> I Want to Sex You Up. Do you know that one? <laughs> I Want to Sex You Up. <laughs> um, sorry, Mom. Uh, All That's for right. Love. All for Love is actually like a really like fun song. I like, I really like that one. It's kind of, you can definitely tell the influences with that one. Definitely more like old school, very cute, like temptations for tops kind of cute. Oh, I, like it's, I like that one a lot. Um, and then the other one that's really big was like, I adore me more, which they wanted to write this one, that one specifically because they were like a, they weren't. They were multicultural. Um, so some of their awards and accolades, they've sold over 12 million records worldwide. They have two number one singles, nine top 40 hits, and a triple platinum album. Um, they were nominated for two Grammys, won two Soul Train Music Awards, won one. They won one American Music Award. They won one. <laughs> nominated for five others um so how they started they kind of opened up uh, how it happened is they were they opened up for tony 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 in 1990 or 1988 in oklahoma oklahoma city um so some more information about them obviously the, like the songs are like they live on they broke up after their fourth album um in 1998, which it did okay, but the label chose a song that the group didn't like to be the single. Um, and I think it, that kind of started, like, the downward spiral of things. And I think right. Abrams at the time, um, Brian Abrams, started to have, like, an alcohol issue. And I think um, – and Kevin Thornton actually wanted to pursue, like, he wanted to be, a like, a minister. So – and Sam Waters wanted to, like, go write and produce. So Kevin is pastored a church. Um, he did put out a solo album in 2008. Sam uh, Sam Waters is a producer for a lot of 90s and 2000s artists. Like, some of them were, like, uh, Jessica Simpson, 98 Degrees, uh, Celine Dion, Kelly Clarkson. So he did a lot. Um, Mark stayed with stayed in the biz doing other things like just some random jobs here and there. Brian had an album in 2001. He was also on that VH1 Mission Man Band. Do you remember that in 2007? Oh, yes, I and that would have had yeah, that had like Jeff Timmons from 98 Degrees, Chris Kirkpatrick and yes. Rich Croden from LFO. Yes. Um that was only that was canceled after 7 episodes unfortunately. In t in July 2010 Brian and Mark decided to go back into it. I think Sam wanted to stay with his like music 
his like producing and writing stuff. And then Kevin, um, Kevin Thornton joined in later. Um, and then Abrams kind of dropped out in 2013 and he was replaced by Martin Kember. Uh, some controversy surrounding these guys. There was in, in 2018, <laughs> um, Brian Abrams, you know how I said he had, he was struggling with alcoholism. Um, so in 2018, Abrams was arrested for assaulting, uh, Mark Calderon on stage. They oh were, I think he was, I think he was drunk and it was, it was, after a perf- like after they had sung i want to sex you up sometimes i don't know exactly what happened but he like shoved mark calderon and was like i am color me bad or something like that it was something crazy but um, anyway <laughs> um, those egos yeah but i mean he was he was drunk and but to be fair it it seems like now he's like on the mend he's gotten some help i think he even was like on dr phil and was like look i know i need help i i wanted to change so i think that's where he's at now um i believe they are still all together they haven't done anything in a while but they haven't broken up yet aside from like sam waters doing his own thing um and they are on instagram and you can follow them at real color me bad with two d's Oh, I love how you found them on Instagram. That was a good idea. Yes, 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 yes. I didn't so that's them in a nutshell. Oh, well, I'm going to let y'all know. I didn't get, I didn't look up any of these people's Instagrams, but I'm sure you can find them on there probably. Yes. For, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go for it. Is, is it all for one? They're the first one? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever you want to go <laughs> I'm going in the order in which you wrote them for me. Okay, cool. Okay, so, everybody, I feel like you guys probably remember the band All for One, but before <laughs> I get into why you remember them, let's start with just learning about them, if yes. you don't know already. So, anyway, the band All for One, which is all and then the number four and then one spelled out. <laughs> they are from Antelope Valley, California. I was like, oh, what a cute little sounding like California. I don't know. I don't know what it is, if it's a city or town. I didn't look. Sorry, guys. I apologize. But anyway, <laughs> the members are, let's see. I have this. Here we go. Jamie Jones. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. Delios Kennedy. Alfred Navarez. Tony Borowick, I think. Um, my writing is really small. Yes, it is. <laughs> so those were the members, and they started in 1993. So let's see, how old were we then? Five. Five. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so crazy to think. Oh, Five. No. <laughs> well, anyway, their one of their first songs to come out was, of course, one of our super duper 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 favorites. I swear. I swear. You all know it, which if you don't know it from them, you definitely saw it in the movie Just Friends. With That's Ryan like Reynolds. my... God, I love it. One of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> it's a really great rom-com if you, if you like rom-coms and or Ryan Reynolds. So. Yes. It, it's just... It's it's so silly. Um, What's her name? Why can't I think of her Anna name? Anna Ferris. 
Anna Ferris is so funny in it. She plays this Chris, like Chris, Chris, I'm busy. I'm busy, I'm stupid, stupid dick. dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh my god, Chris, plastic menus. <laughs> I just love the way she talks in that movie. It cracks me up. <laughs> we have got, sorry, sorry, we went off track. Anyway. Anyway, go watch the movie, Just Friends. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu right now. So yeah. go, go watch it if you haven't if watched it. If you don't watch it, it's so worth a watch. You will laugh. It's so funny. So yeah. anyway. Okay. So I swear was like it was um it spent eleven weeks at number one. That's pretty impressive wow. on the Billboard Top 100. Um, they won a Grammy for Best Duo, like R&B Duo. Okay. So, very, very impressive. They ended up going, like, gold certified. Um, they ended up coming out with another song after that. I don't know if you all know it. I know. I know it. I Can Love You Like That, which I oh, feel Oh, yes. Like, yes. I can love you like that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Y'all know, I know you have to listen to our wonderful, well-trained singing voice. Oh, yes. And here's my thing with all of these songs. Like, I know that, the, that you know, they're written very, like, they're written for a purpose. And here's my, my thing is, is like, really? Are you really? Are Do you really love me like that? And yeah. even, like, for, like, I want to sex you up, like, oh, really? Is it going to be good for me, too? Like... <laughs> I know. I I sent Brie my own version of a song, uh, an R and B song. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I I that's just me overthinking things. No, I think like, the same I'm thing like, when I was listening oh, really? to it. Like, I'll make love sure. to you, like you want me to. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Ah, uh, this is just women being cynical. Sorry. Sorry, we're just having a good time. Anyway. Um, so, again, they had that. And then I didn't even realize, but I do remember this song. I could not sing it for you, but I, when I, I ended up downloading it. They had the ending, like, the song for um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. The, That's like, right. The they did. Yes. yes. I was um, like, oh my god, I totally forgot when I was like listening to it uh, yesterday. <laughs> you know, fun fact, I didn't watch that until I was like an adult. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I, I did. And then I was like, this is a masterpiece. Why is this not like bigger? I feel you like know? that about a lot of movies from Disney yeah. that should be much larger than what they are. Yeah. Hint, hint, The I, Emperor's New Groove. So I love that movie. Good. That one's. Oh yeah, yeah, one of these days we'll, we'll have to cover, like, Disney movies for sure. Uh, but it's, Hunchback, I think I watched it after, you know, do you remember when, the, like, the Notre Dame, Notre Dame, like, caught on fire? Yes. I think I, I watched it after is. that. I yeah. don't think I have watched, I can't tell you that. I probably, I don't even know. I bet you my Nana still has a VHS, though. I know she had it, and I remember watching it at her house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably bring her up a lot, guys. Sorry, Manana, you know, she's she's, she's a cool lady. She sounds great. She she is a four foot nine Italian woman. She's she's the bomb Italian, I should say Italian German woman. She's she's the bomb dot com. She's great. She's That's great. cool. Anyway, and sorry, go ahead. 
No. So they ended up um, leaving their original label because they just kind of had, they didn't like come out and specifically say, they just kind of had a rift with the label. You know how those things go, which is funny because I noticed that's a very big trend in all these like bands and boy bands there's always like a rift of some sort whether it's with the label or other band members because you got to realize like these are all different personalities working together i think sometimes egos money those kind of things get in the way and then honestly a lot of times record labels i'm sorry they're greedy as hell and so they want i think a lot of these bands change labels multiple times oh yeah oh yeah. yeah And it wasn't even like they got dropped. Usually it was because, like, these labels were trying to change who they were, which I'm really not surprised based on what I assume the record industry is like. Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up kind of just, like, being in limbo until 2004, and then they ended up releasing an album, but it was only released in Asia, interestingly enough. Oh, I don't wow. Know Interesting. It didn't get into specifics. I'm, it just said that that's only what it was. But in 2016, which I remember when this tour came out, and I know people who went to this tour, um, and I wanted to go to this so bad. They had the I Love the 90s tour in 2016, and there was Song Peppa, Vanilla Ice, Tone Low, Coolio, Color Me Bad, all these other like different bands that they traveled around and did like a whole tour for. And I'm like... I'm so sad I missed that tour, but it was so awesome. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. I know. So, um, a few of them did end up going solo. Like, Jones went solo in 2004, but nothing really came much of any of his solo stuff. And then Kennedy went solo in 2012, and his song actually made it to number four on the dance chart. So, I mean, that's, oh, okay. you know, 44, that's not bad. But, like, other than that, like, once they kind of had that, like, I think once they released, like, the album and then they kind of did, like, that 90s tour, I think they're kind of just, you know, it's the same thing. They're not necessarily broken up, but they're not really doing. They're not really together, right? Yeah. They're just not really doing anything at this point. So, Mm -hmm. anyway, that is what All for One was up to. And, by the way, if any of you went to that concert, and I'm sure if... Summit, let us know. You can send us an email at the podcast at gmail.com. But honestly, or you could just message us if you have a photo from it, that'd be amazing because we, yeah, we'll share it for we sure. Need some stuff for the Instagram because honestly, I've been, I've been sleepy this week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's all good. Um, up next, I will try to talk about Jodeci slash Casey and Jojo. Um, so, I think what, what, how this came to be, Jodeci kind of merged with these two, they were two sets of brothers, um, Cedric and Joel Haley, and then Donald and Dalvin DeGreat, I think is, is it, I don't know if it's DeGreat, I think that's how you say it, but essentially, but they, they changed their, they changed their names. So, it's Devante Swing, um... Uh, Mr. Dalvin and then Casey and Jojo. Um, they both came from gospel backgrounds, grew up in church, very Pentecostal. Um, and they're still like, they're still technically together. 
Um, and some of their big hits are freaking you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just, I can't get, I don't know. I can't get over some of these things. Um, (laughs) cry for you, Feenan, which whatever I hear the word Feenan, all I can think of is Feeny from (laughs) Feeny. Um, now I will say the, there was an, their album Diary of a Mad Band went double platinum. Oh, wow. Um, and let's see here. So some awards from them. Um, Billboard, they won the award for uh, Billboard, the Billboard Top R&B Album, R&B Song. Nice. Um, and something Oh wait, I wrote down album twice. Hold on, why did I wrote <laughs> They wrote they won a third one in 1992. Um they won a Soul Train Soul Train Awards. Um Oh, and the, they are in the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame as of 2012. Um Let me see here. And then some a controversy surrounding them specifically as a band. Um, whenever they were releasing Forever My Lady, uh, which is a song from one of their, one of their first albums, it's, there was like a song, it's essentially a song about this girl having a baby and, um, and there was some controversy around that because it's, it's like most, their, their appeal is teenagers. And so it was kind of like glorifying teenage pregnancy, um. Yeah, some things like that. So, and then obviously Casey and JoJo, they, on top of Jodeci, they had their own thing going on. So they, they were like the brothers, um, and they were pretty active. They started do, like doing their own stuff in like 1996. Um, and some controversy that surrounded them, um, <laughs> Casey. <laughs> Pleaded con in two thousand one. Casey pleaded no contest to four charges of lewd conduct. He had twenty four counts of lewd conduct and indecent exposure. Oh, wonderful! So gross. Okay. Apparently, on December sixteenth in two thousand, he showed the crowd his junk a couple times, like twice. Like he, yeah. How? What? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. He, he, maybe he was pulling an Iggy Pop. Who knows? Maybe. Pop used to do that at shows, so I mean, maybe he thought he was getting away with it. So, hold on one one second here. Casey and JoJo had a song on, like, the Save the Last Dance soundtrack. I have that soundtrack because those songs were, like, my eighth and ninth grade, um, all my life, and yes. Yeah, All My Life was, like, one of the biggest ones. So, yeah, they were so they were nominated for two American Music Awards. They won um, Favorite R&B Band slash Duo Group in 1999. Um, they won a Blockbuster Award in, two th- in I'm sorry, in 1999. Blockbuster. Um, I, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, Blockbuster Awards. Um, and then... They were nominated for two MTV Video Music Awards. I already said that they were nominated for some Grammys. Um, and then they were nominated for um, a couple Soul Train, Soul Train Awards as well in 1999. I'm sorry, this is specifically Casey and JoJo. My bad. 
Um, yes. So, but yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, it's definitely interesting them, but they like, so they still do, they still do a lot of music together between, um, Jodeci and Casey and Jojo. Um, obviously Jodeci is like the kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the amalgamation of (laughs) the names. Also, I mean, they do have, they also had, um, some gospel songs too from the early eighties. Um, but like they, they did their like secular stuff, I suppose. (laughs) Secular. I love, I love how you use that word. Well, here's the thing, because growing up in church, that's how we had to, to, that's the terminology that we used. (laughs) That's why why I love, that's why I love. Oh, and you know what else too? I forgot. Because when I was listening to Casey and Jojo, I forgot they sang that song, Tell Me It's Real. And I was like, oh, my God. So I showed it to Matt. And he's like, yes, I remember that song. I was like, oh, <laughs> tell me it's real. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's so that's pretty much that's them in a nutshell. Like I said, it's like it, since we have a lot of information to go through. Yes. I, I just kind of wanted to keep things fairly quick. So yes, yes, yes. I apologize. I'm not going to, I'm doing the opposite of what these bands are talking about. Like, I'm not going to make love to you all night long. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm Unless you feel tired. like our voices <laughs> sound so good that they're making love to you all night long. Then maybe, maybe that's, a, <laughs> maybe figuratively not. speaking, but probably not because honestly, I know my voice is annoying and I apologize. <laughs> All right, I I find my voice annoying too. So here we are. I think we two are. annoying people high fiving. Well, I think be- I think between finding myself my voice annoying, but also being told it most of my life. But well, maybe not. Maybe just I am. But listen, guys, I can't help it. It's just who I am. All right, mind your yeah. business. Yeah, it makes you who you are. Just mind your business. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's my turn. <laughs> yes. All right. So this one I was really looking forward to because I just, I don't know why I, I was really into R&B in the 90s, especially a lot of these bands. And going through this, I didn't realize how much I knew until then. Well, Mm -hmm. I should say I knew the songs, but I didn't realize who all of them were by. I was like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. So like doing this was really exciting. Kind of like. It, it was funny. I was sending Brie songs and like different ones. And I'm like, oh my, it, I really felt like I was like putting myself back in time. because I It's really, crazy. And honestly, I mean, there really is nothing like 90s R&B. There isn't. I mean, it's so good. I mean, not just the, not just like the boy bands themselves, but like the, all the solo artists and the girl groups too, you know? Ah, God, so good. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Go ahead. So anyway. Let's talk about this next band, Drew Hill. Yes. Um, so apparently they have like a whole bunch of other names that they like went through, which I guess it's a good thing they didn't go with any of them. They had Legacy, 14K, um, I'm gonna Harmony, and Storm. And by the way, guys, if I say I don't know, it's because I can't read all my writing. Like I said, I had to write on these notepads. I did my best. Um, but obviously they stuck with Drew Hill and how they came up with that name was because it was after this, um, place near where they are from in Baltimore, Maryland called Druid Hill Park. 
Ah. Which is funny because I'm not going to lie at first. I was like, oh, I bet it's a combination of their names because I just always think that about like, because a lot of bands do that. And then I was like, nope, I can't say that I expected that at all. Huh. Interesting. I know. So anyway, they were formed in 1992 and they like went back and forth between like Island Records and Def Soul, which understandable because if you guys know Def Jam Records, then Def Soul obviously would be like their B side, so on and so forth. Yeah. Anyway, their members were the infamous Cisco. Everybody knows Cisco. Cisco. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard that song and I was like, oh. I had no idea what a thong was until that point. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we were what, like 10? Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. And I remember the first girl that I ever knew to wear one, and I was just like, am I, am I supposed to do that now? Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't do. want a permanent wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, their members were Cisco, Smoke, and Black. Those were their, like, obvious nicknames. Um, but they did have some past members, too. They had Nokio, Jazz, Scola, Tao, and Woody. So they've had kind of, like, and you'll kind of see throughout this, some of them, like, come and go, which I know some of your bands have had that, like, you know, sometimes they leave and they come back and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, they ended up forming because they worked at a local fudge factory together. So that's kind of <laughs> crazy, right? I know. Who would have thought? Like, we're working at the fudge factory. <laughs> It sounds wrong. Okay. I so. know. There's there's so many jokes. There's I thought of a lot oh, of family God. guy jokes, but I didn't go there. They ended up coming out with um True Hill, Enter the Drew, which one of their first songs off of that it was I know you're very shocked by this title. We're not making love no more. Which ooh, <laughs> that's actually kind of shocking because they're like, Mm-mm, Usually it's all love. about it's all about the making love. Well, that actually went to number two on the R&B charts um, and number 14 on the pop, which is funny. You'll see a lot of that, too, is these songs will bounce between, like, R&B and pop because sometimes they do have that, like... good crossover. Yeah, yeah, good crossover. Um, And that song actually was... It became a hit because it was off the Soul Food soundtrack. And I remember when that movie came out, I I was not allowed to see it. Be obviously because I think it was rated R, right? Um, it was, yes. yes. But I remember when it came out because I remember seeing the commercials all the time and stuff like that. I think I watched it and I wasn't supposed to. I don't know how. I don't know, but I think I remember watching it, and I was I, it was on TV or something, and it was like HBO and unsupervised, and I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> I'm a Nicholson child. <laughs> Oh, what's happening? I like it. I don't like Oh, but I kind of like how I don't like it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Sorry. Also, sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> so, their producer, which he will come up often more in this, the very famous Babyface, which he yes. obviously had his own career, but, I mean, he produced so many artists. And I feel like, honestly, I remember that. I even remember that as a kid, knowing that he was a very famous producer because my parents did not supervise my television like they sometimes think that they did, and I watched a <laughs> lot of MTV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not sorry, Mom. um so they ended up coming out with um this song called she's a bad mamma jamma it was on um 
Def Jam's How to Be a uh, Player uh, from Bill Bellamy, if you remember who Bill oh, Bellamy is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. I remember that. I heard that name and I was like, oh, that's such like a name from the 90s, Bill Bellamy. Holy cow. Right. I know. Um, Drew Hill, actually, they ended up producing a lot of songs for Maya, the artist, if you guys know who that is. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They ended up filing a lawsuit against their label because the what they claim, I think, yeah, they claim that the producer, Eric Cronfield, sorry, no, he was the, uh, that he hit one of the members with a pool cue, like, over the head. What? What? Yeah. They, yep. (laughs) They filed a lawsuit because they claimed that the guy, this guy, hit Eric Cronfield, uh, hit one of the guys over the head. And then when they kind of asked him about it, um, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. This guy, Eric Cronfield, I had them mixed up. Sorry. It was a different guy who hit this other guy over the head, but he was part of like the producing team. But then when the president of the record company like made a comment about it, he basically was like, well, so I guess the guy who hit the band member over the head with the the um, pool cue was like a ended up having like a criminal record, and the president of their record label basically made some super racist comments, oh, saying oh how gosh. like well we wouldn't have any black people in the industry if we paid attention to their criminal records. Oh my god! Yeah, so um, they were not happy about that. Um, they ended up, Drew Hill ended up, like, su- suing him, and then they were gonna leave, but I guess they ended up, like, settling, probably, money, I'm assuming. Yeah, something like that. Um, but that's pretty intense. I don't know if I would want to settle with somebody who would make remarks like that, but I mean, hey. Uh, right. I couldn't believe it when I read it. I literally read his quote, and I was like... I can't believe he said that out loud. Like, two people. He said that and thought that that was okay? Like, oh, my gosh. Um. So, anyway, after all of that craziness happened, though, they ended up coming out with How Deep Is Your Love, which ended up being number three on the pop charts. Um, and that was from uh, Enter Drew. And it sold two million copies, which, by the way, How Deep Is Your Love was in... Rush Hour, you guys know yes. that movie. You love that movie. If you don't remember the song, download it. Because how deep is your love for me? Tell me what it's gonna be. Oh, such a good song. And I remember has- that album so much because I yes. think that was like I think that came out shortly after my older brother graduated, mm-hmm. and he had a really nice car, and he would still take us places. But he loved that soundtrack. And I will remember, like, riding in his car listening to that soundtrack. <laughs> so. I'm telling you. There's, that is that's the definite older. good thing I feel about having either older siblings or, like, older influences. Like I was telling you, like, a lot of my friends had siblings who were teenagers and my brother's older than me. Because you did. You got to hear all of that stuff. I mean, Rush yeah. Hour... Probably wasn't. I probably wasn't old enough to watch, but obviously watched it because I had an older brother and I loved it and I loved Drew Hill and I loved that song. And the album itself ended up peaking in at number two in 1999, which is I feel pretty stinking impressive. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So then, 
Cisco ended up going solo. His um, producer, along with Drew Hill, some of the Drew Hill stuff was, again, Keith Sweat. We're going to talk about him. Yep. Again, guys, there's a lot of, like, quintessential producers that were within this Keith Sweat, Babyface. Um, the list goes on. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Yeah. As you guys know, Cisco he ended up releasing Unleash the Dragon in 2000 with the thong song coming out, which ended up obviously being a massive hit about women's underwear. <laughs> if you don't know it, then... Dusty, excuse me, you cannot nibble at me. She's <laughs> talking to her rabbit, not a child, not a child or anyone. No, Dusty's her bunny. He wants me to move my feet, but like I, I no, I need them here. Okay. Oh, speaking of just friends, Dusty yeah. Dingleman is your yes. bunny. <laughs> That's right, guys. My rabbit is named after one of the characters in Just Friends. His name is Dusty Dingleman, mm-hmm. and he wants attention. That's why he was nudging me. That's if. You would like to know what rabbits do. They'll literally sit there and kind of like nibble or nudge at you if they want attention. So anyway, um, he released a song and I actually have the Unleashed the Dragon album. And I remember listening to it because it was unedited. And I said, oh, oh, oh my. There are a lot of (laughs) curse words in this album. You're like, I can't say anything. (laughs) I can't do it. No, but it's such a good album. And honestly, the Unleash the Dragon, the song on the album, it's one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie. It's like one of the first songs on it. It's just so good. And it has that infamous, like, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but Cisco has like this infamous, like, line that he sings in every song. He always does this, yeah, like every song has that. It's his Jason Derulo. Yes, it is his Jason Derulo, like, version because i i it i can't like i literally heard it and i was like that's right you're right and then actually i think i meant to tell you where is it oh did i lose this oh they also did the song um in um wild wild west yep they did uh, which, well, it was Drew Hill, which, again, if you listen to the Wild Wild West song, you literally hear Cisco do his, like, infamous. Yeah. And also, though, super cute, I will say, at the beginning of the song, I totally forgot this. It's his son, Jaden, and he's only, he must be, like, maybe two talking. He's and he, tiny. I'm like, I'm like yeah. oh, my God, because now they're all so old. <laughs> yeah, like, they have their own careers and stuff now. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? Like, I feel like I remember when Will Smith had kids. Which I is- remember that, too. I do. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, They ended up with like somewhat of a new lineup in 2020. um, And they ended up like uh, performing at the Soul Train Awards, I guess, at that point. So we're not, again, another band that's not like officially broken up. They've got a couple like different members and stuff. But I know like Cisco goes on, uh, goes on and does shows with them every now and again. That's awesome. So that's Drew Hill for you guys. Um, now, next for me, <laughs> since I'm trying to go in chronological order, I should, this, these guys are a big one. It's a big, it's one of like the big, biggest R&B boy bands. Who I think it's boys is. to Men. Yes! <clears throat> boys with a Z. The boys number two, to men. or the Roman numeral two. Boys to Men. 
Yeah. <laughs> so actually they started in 1985 whenever they were in high school. Wow. Um, not even alive. In, yeah, in Philadelphia. Uh, obviously Motown Philly is, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so it started off as like they were a group called Unique Attraction. Um, it was, oh. it was Nathan Morris, Mark Nelson, um, and then they had fellow schoolmates George Baldy, Baldy or something, uh, John Schultz and Marguerite Walker. Um, Wanye in 1987, Wanye, Wanye Morris uh, sang the school's like sing with the school's choir, and so the, he ended up joining. And then in 1988, whenever they were like graduating, um, Baldy Schultz and Walker all left the group because of like graduation they were at they went to school at like a performing arts high school (laughs) so it was philadelphia high school for the creative and performing arts kappa actually pittsburgh has a kappa um like that too anyway um so they recruited sean stockman um after hearing his perform solo Whenever they were harmonizing in, like, the bathroom, in walks, like, Michael McCrary, who was their bass. And so that's kind of how they started. They were very, it was, they were young and they were ambitious and they were really good. And obviously they were inspired by a lot of, like, new edition stuff. So, of course, because it was, like, it was in the late 80s. Um, So some of their biggest hits are obviously Motown Philly. That was like their, I think that was like their first big hit. Um, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday, <coughs> which is a really great song because it's all acapella. I mean, how many like top acapella hits have you heard since, I don't know, maybe the fifties? I, I mean, know. obviously like 8,000. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I'll make love to you because every R and B has to have a sexy song. Um, baby making uh-huh. music, you know, you, um, on bend and knee, uh, Water Runs Dry, One Sweet Day, uh, with Mariah Carey. Oh, my gosh. That, I, I remember listening to that as a child, and I was like, <laughs> death. Still, I still listen to it because I have Mariah's Car- Mariah Carey's Greatest Hits. It's like a two-disc set. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so obviously, I said, like I said, they were inspired by New Edition. I think in the late... 80s they were trying they were at like an event and they were trying to find will smith backstage but during like what happened was they ended up running into michael bivens from new edition who was like doing stuff with uh bel viv devoe and they sang a new edition song for him michael bivens took him in to see um, some of the other members and the rest is history. So they kind of like, that's how the, the, they got the ball rolling. They just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Um, so anyway, so their billboard actually declared them the biggest boy band between 1987 and 2012, because, which is crazy, which is like bonkers to me because you think about all the other ones, like even Backstreet Boys, like, I think Backstreet Boys are like one of the top selling of all time. But apparently, according to Billboard, these guys are bigger. So they have multiple award nominations. Um, 
They have, but they have won four Grammys, nine AMAs, three Billboard um, awards, seven Soul Train awards, and surprisingly, no MTV Video Music Awards, which is I so am- weird. You would you would think that they would, but they don't. Um, huh. Yeah. So, um, uh, obviously, like I said, the Nathan Morris, Wani Morris, Sean Stockman, and Michael McCrary are the ones that kind of survived. However, um, Michael McCrary left in 2003 because he was having lots of back issues, couldn't perform. Come to find it's actually, he has MS. So he actually left the group in 2003. So he was, he was the base. He was the one that was always like, Hey girl. Hey baby. (laughs) Yeah. He was doing all the speaking parts, doing the low harmonies. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have an update for you for as far as that goes. And I don't really have any kind of like controversy surrounding them either. But, um. Because it's a good thing. Yeah, I suppose. You know how you were saying how like you're surprised that they didn't win an MTV award. So I was watching something not that long ago about I think it was like David Bowie and a whole bunch of other artists that like were kind of protesting against MTV because of that, because black artists were not even being nominated uh, for MTV awards. And I wonder if that is part of that. Oh, it was a lot of just like white artists and they ended up putting like up a big stink and then eventually they started like having other artists on but I guess at that point so I'm I'm curious if that just had anything to do with it because you would think I mean they were massive you would think that they yeah they really were um they have one controversy with this girl named Candy Burris but it's nothing it it seems to have blown over. I think this was as recent as last year. And I think it had to do with like them working together. And she just said that she had a terrible time like working with them. But I, I, I don't know all the details because I was like trying, I was running out of time, but, but other than that, it's, they seem kind of squeaky clean. So yeah, get it <laughs> knock on wood. so yeah. Um, and I obviously I, being a nineties kid, I love boys to men. So of course, of course, uh, of course. Anyway, okay, sorry. Go ahead, Derek. You, you next. Okay, Lord Almighty, Rabbit. He's being feisty. He's being a very feisty buns tonight. <laughs> oh, he's like, I want to be a part of this podcast. All right. So our next lovely, lovely, lovely group on the list is Black Street, which I'm sure when you hear that name, you think of one particular song. Yes. I like the way you worked it. No, no diggity. diggity. <clears throat> and you just remember like that. Yeah, get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In the background. Well, they started before, well, not a ton before, but, you know, slightly before. They were formed in 1991 in New York, New York. So right in the big city, bright lights. That's um, right. They ended up coming out with, um, let me see, because I have it in like kind of a funky order. So just give me two seconds. So, uh, okay, yeah, because they're one of the ones that isn't super long. Okay. All right. Um, they ended up coming out first with Don't Leave Me. Um and if you guys know it, and again, I forgot, this is one of the songs I forgot that they sang. Look it up, because I just, you know, I can't, I gotta save my singing voice. Just look it up. Don't leave me, Black Street. You know it. I'm sure you know it. 
But shortly after that, that song kind of helped them build up a little bit of uh, momentum because then they ended up releasing No Diggity, which came out in 1996, and it spent four weeks at number one, by the way. Um, their members are, they've got a whole bunch of um, past members, so bear with me here, guys. They got Chauncey, who was nicknamed Black, Hannibal, Levy Little, Mark Middleton, Eric Williams. Past members were Teddy Riley, Dave Hollister, Joseph Stone Street, Terrell Williams. So the reason, though, why you kind of got to know about Stone Street is originally before they, like, formed and started releasing this, these songs, that's originally what they were called was Stone Street, but they ended up replacing that guy, Joseph Stone Street, with Dave Hollister, and then that's when they ended up coming out with um, coming up with Black Street. Okay, okay. They yeah, ended yeah. up releasing a song called Baby Be Mine. Can you give me one second, Brie? Matt's just calling, and I'm not sure why, and he's at that sleep study, so give me a second. Go ahead, go ahead. So, anyway, I'm now, like, sweating. Woo! Ooh, hey, we match. I was going to say, we both got a yellow on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's see. Where was I? Oh, so they had a song called Baby Be Mine. It was released on this movie called C4 with Chris Rock. I've never, hmm. never heard of it. Didn't honestly look it up, but now I'm going to have to look it up, which I found it very interesting that two of my bands that I had to research, one led me to Will Smith and one led me to Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odd coincidence, just saying. Um, so anyway, they ended up having a couple other songs come out called um, Booty Call. <laughs> I know. Before I Let You Go, those were in the top, uh, that was actually in the top 10. Booty Call was in uh, top 40. They ended up winning a Grammy in 1998 for No Diggity. Oh, did they? Yes. Rightly so. I know. I mean, come on, that song. I... So they ended up releasing an album uh, a little bit after that. It was called Another Level. That went four times platinum. Pretty, I mean, pretty impressive. Mm. Um, it was, um, they were number 91 on the 100 greatest pop songs of all time. They ended up in, they ended up doing a collab with, um, um, Janet Jackson, Ja Rule, Eve, they've done like Clouds with all those. Yeah. They were in the song Take Me There from the Rugrats soundtrack, of course, mm -hmm. which I was mm -hmm. like, oh my God, that ties into like the first season. If you guys haven't listened to it, if you guys are new to the podcast, our first season is all about Nickelodeon, so give it a listen if you have not. Yes. You're missing out. It was it Take Me There. I wanna go there. Oh my god, I just remember, uh, and you just hear the beginning part with the little mm -hmm. uh, and and then who's the guy in the background who's spelling Rugrats when he's like, ah, oh, you, you. It's the same guy, I think, who does the, um, the song with, with Aaliyah. I want, yeah, yeah, Timbaland. Yes, yes. Thank you. I, I'm, it yeah. was like, I'm like, ah, who's, so anyway, <laughs> um, they kind of just ended up, like, doing their own things for a while until about, like, 2014. 
Um, and I guess they are now still together. They it doesn't really. They guess they do perform here and there, but it doesn't really say like it, what they're really doing. So I guess. It's interesting. They're still around. I feel like a lot of these guys, they all go off and do their own thing, and then they slowly meld back together. Yeah, I feel like that it just happens that way with a lot of these these people. Because I mean, like, obviously, I don't know. It's like a it's like a family or relationship where where you're like with these people for so long, right? For such an extended period of time, and then sometimes you just need to take a break from each other. Or, I mean, there's obviously still love there or whatever, but you just got to go right. do other things in your life and then you come back. You got to go like, your own your way, job. like Fleetwood yeah. Mac said. You can go your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so next for me, I will cover another big one that we kind of already touched on a couple weeks ago whenever we had our friend Stephanie on the show. Um I will kind of just run down some things about Belle Biv DeVoe because um, they are from one of the bands that we talked about with Stephanie called New Edition. And um, the members of Belle Biv DeVoe are Ronnie DeVoe, Michael Bivens, and Ricky Bell. Um, Some of their biggest hits were obviously Poison because Poison was such a – that was – I still think that's that song's a jam. I mean, um, and I on. yes, and also do me. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's so blunt. It's, it's it's no subtlety. It's just I'm gonna get right to the point. Do me. It's a very it's a very um it's a very husband thing to say. Like <laughs> do me. <laughs> oh, hey. look at that glorious rainbow. Do me on do that. me on it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, I just watched that movie too. Yeah. So. Me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So some awards. In 1991, they won the Best R&B Urban Contemporary um, Award um, Album of the Year for Soul Train. Um, all right. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. In 1991, they won the Best R&B Urban Contemporary Album of the Year, the Soul Train Awards. 1992, they won um, American Music Award for Favorite Soul slash R&B Band. They are still technically together, but they go back and forth between Belle Biv DeVoe stuff and New Edition stuff. They've only had four albums in 31 years. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting. So some... Controversy surrounding this particular group. Um, people thought that like Poison was about STDs and were like, do you want your teenagers to be listening about STDs? I don't know, whatever. Um, and then also with Do Me, this, the song Do Me, like, do you want your kids singing that? And then like, trigger warning, like some of it's kind of like hinting at statutory rape. Like, because, like, the f- one of the verses talks about is, like, literally, like, the f- the first words in the second verse are backstage underage adolescent. Like, okay. Who wrote that? Yeah. Who wrote that? Uh, yeah, so there was, and then people are like, yeah, do, do we want to sing that song? Uh, so, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little icky. That, that, little bit. Probably a bit more than little. 
It's, that's a lot. Of it's icky. a lot. That's a lot. Of and icky. by a little, I mean a lot. Icky. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, just sum up, but you know, there's that. <laughs> well, very quick summer summary, because we kind of touched on them already no, in the that podcast. Works. And my next one is super quick. Um, it is the band Silk. 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 Which I mean, come on, I feel like that's such an R&B name because, you know, people say R&B is smooth. So smooth like silk. So silky and sultry. Love and they said sultry and silky together and it's going to be sultry. <laughs> sultry. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys, you know, you start getting older, you can't say words like you used to be able to. They just, they don't form up in the old noggin like they once did. <laughs> It's also the Mercury and Pisces in us. No, just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, it probably is, because I'm just like, Bleh. Anyway, they were formed in 1989, when we were just a wee one-year-olds. Just little babies. Wee babies. Just crawling around, you know, freely taking dookies, living our lives. <laughs> the, good, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. So, they were formed in 1989. Their members are... Um, it's funny, they all have a lot of, like, different nicknames, too. They have Tim, Tim, Timzo, um, Cameron, Tim Timzo Cameron, that's his last name, um, Jimmy Gates, Gary Big G Glenn, Jonathan John John Rasboro, and Gat, and Gary, which they called him Lil G Jenkins. I like that. I was like, oh, they got so many cute, like, little (laughs) names that they got for each other. Lil. Gary. <laughs> oh, Gary. But Gary and Larry are nothing like Jerry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. I can't. I can't help it. I can't. I really can't. Ask this woman. You asked this woman I used to work with. She said to me once, she said, can you ever, like, she's like, if somebody says something, does it ever not remind you of something else? And I was like, wow. No. Never. I, I have the same problem. Which I found very interesting that it never happened to her. And she just laughed. She's like, okay, I just wanted to know. And I was like, okay. And then in my head, I was like, is that bad? Is that bad? <laughs> so, all right, guys, I'm sure you're ready for their first. Oh, first of all, they're from Atlanta, Georgia. Their first hit was Freak Me. I know. Mm-hmm. No, it was it, it was number one in 1993. You guys might know it. It has that uh, famous line, I want to get freaky with you. With you. Yep, yeah. that's how I remembered it. As soon as I heard that line, I was like, honestly, this is one of those songs that I only ever remembered that line of the song. And I was like, I don't know who sings it. I don't know what it's called. I just always remembered that part. Of course, yeah. Yep. And I was probably singing it at a very young age. Well, you see, 1993, so I was five years old. Five years old. <laughs> my, my mom's probably like, um, no. I'm sorry, what? Who, who what? are you getting freaky with? Um, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, Mom? I mean, hello. <laughs> so, anyway, they ended up, like, going back and forth between, like, two different um, records. They were part of, like, Electra, which they're pretty popular, but now they're, I guess, because they, like, kind of, like, got to back together in 2018. They're part of, like, a new record company. They had Album of the Year in 1994 for Lose Control um, at the Soul Train Awards. Um, 
Guess who they were discovered by? Hold on, ready, Brie? Do you think they were discovered by Keith Sweat or Babyface? Keith Sweat. Yes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, um, Jonathan John John Jenkins played AJ in Medea's Family Reunion. So, oh. there, yep. Um, in two in two thousand six, they ended up uh doing a song, um, that was uh written by Prince, and they performed it at like this like, um, they performed it like this huge like show. Um, I wrote it down. It's it's this building called like it's not Quincy Jones, but the building is named after Quincy Jones. So they did like this huge performance, I guess, and it got like a really good like worldwide um. What would you call like I don't know like hmm. approval they it, a lot of people really like liked that performance that they did um they ended up releasing a seventh album in 2016 um didn't do too much but in 2018 um they did like a another like big performance at this um another place uh for BB King and I guess they are Still together to this day. Again, another band. Okay. Still together. Not really performing. And if you notice, guys, I have controversies written down for bands, but none of them really had too much that I saw. That doesn't mean it ain't there. So don't be like, oh, well, you didn't mention. Listen, doesn't it, it, it could be there. But it just, I would have literally been on the internet all day long. So I had to go with the ones that yeah. showed yeah. me the just blatant controversies. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are not quite as prominent, you know. You know, I mean, everybody has controversies, right? Well, when I get to B2K, there's a long list of them, so don't worry. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) sounds good. Um, So the next one that I wanted to talk about on my list was High Five, which my sister was the one that mentioned this one and I, I completely forgot about them and I'm sorry to any high five fans. So my apologies. Um, so they are from Waco, Texas. They joined, um, in night or they kind of like joined jive records and kind of collaborated in 1989. The members are Tony Thompson, Roderick, AKA Pooh, as in like Winnie the Pooh, Clark, um, Marcus Sanders, Russell Neal, and Toriano Easley. Um, so their biggest hits are I Like the Way slash, in parentheses, The Kissing Game. Um, oh. I Can't Wait Another Minute. I Just Can't Handle It. Uh, their first album went platinum in 1990. Oh. Um the this their song I Like the Way slash The Kissing Game went to number one on the US Billboard Hot 100. Oh. Um so they have a lot of uh interesting um they have a couple like I think they have uh, some more albums too like one in 1992 was um an LP called Keep It Going On um some of the songs were she's playing hard to get <laughs> is she playing um, hard to get or does she, is she or does she, is she just not interested most likely not um, interested and then speaking of here's another one uh Quality Time which was written by R Kelly terrible um we don't like him we don't like him at all we don't like him unfortunately Uh, i feel like when we talk about r&b he has produced a lot of artists unfortunately 
It's crazy. Yeah. Um, in 1993, there was an album called Faithful, um, which I think the song Unconditional Love was on this, um, on the soundtrack for a movie called Menace to Society, which was essentially, it was like a, um, well, it had like, it was like a, about lots of drugs and violence in LA, you know, that kind of stuff. And also, they also had a song on the Sister Act 2, um, soundtrack called oh. never should have let you go oh, i love that movie so much i know me too it's so good <laughs> um so th- these guys unfortunately have a lot of controversies and tragedies oh, okay no. um so in 1992 Pooh clark um <laughs> he was in i know it's i feel so weird saying that but he was in a car accident that paralyzed him from the chest down oh my god um and he actually passed away this past sunday um holy cow oh my god rest in peace that's awful yes yeah so we send all of our love to his friends and family so yeah he just passed away on sunday unfortunately um on june 1st 2007 tony thompson's body was found um out by an AC unit outside of an apartment complex. So essentially he was, yeah. So he passed away in June, 2007. Um, he, he inhaled essentially like a toxic amount of Freon. He was huffing, getting high and he got, yeah. And so that's, that's also a tragedy. Um, July 2nd, 2014, Russell Neal was charged with the murder of his wife, uh, Catherine Martinez. Oh my god. Um, yeah, for real. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, in 2009, Treston Irby was shot five times outside of a club in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, he was, apparently he was just a bystander. He, I don't think he was the target. Um, but he did live. He survived that. Oh, cool. Um, in 1990, when he, when he was just 17, Toriano easily shot an acquaintance whenever he they were in a heated argument, and he had apparently he served most of his 15 year sentence. He was 17 years old when this happened. Wow. Um, Marcus Sanders is the only one not like that hasn't had something terrible happen to him. Knock on wood, <laughs> so, Marcus. Knock on wood, Marcus. Yes. So the current members are. Treston Irby, um, Shannon Gill, Marcus Sanders, and Audrey Ramsor. I think it's Dre Wanda, I think. And then Farouk Evans. So they have some more people in there now. So they're still around. But yeah, and they're actually, they have an Instagram too, if you would like to follow them. I think most of these people do, but um, I found theirs as well. And it's official high five and it's H-I dash five. So not like H-I-G-H. So yeah, so that's they're they're kind of a sad story. Unfortunately, that is, sad. That is a lot of unfortunate yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the next band we've got going on is a, a, a triple triple deluxe of variation of a name. <laughs> Tony. Tony. And can you finish a break? <laughs> That's right. And but they're all spelled different. T O N Y, T O N I, and T O N E apostrophe 
part, uh, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, They are from Oakland, California. They were formed in the best year ever, 1988. Woohoo! Some amazing people were born that year, just saying. Two of the best ones ever. Yeah, they're right here. (laughs) Just in case you didn't catch on. (laughs) Um, Because some people don't. Anyway, their members um, were Dwayne Wiggins, Raphael... Sadia, Timothy Christian Sadiq. Riley. Um, their debut album was called Who? with a question mark in 1988. Um, and then they had Revival come out in 1990, which went double platinum um, with the Sons of Soul in 1993. But they ended up disbanding in um, 1996, which this is what I mean when I say, like, it's crazy because they really weren't together very long. Um, but prior to that time, um, they ended up, like, right before they disbanded, they ended up releasing an album called House of Music, which I guess, according to critics, was, like, their best work. Which, okay, critics, I mean, I don't know. Is that true? I can't tell you. Um, but they ended up having... From their first album, it was, from who was Little Walter, was at number one on the R&B charts. The album itself was at number 49 for 44 weeks, which I think is, I mean, 49, that's still pretty impressive, for especially to hold the spot for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, they were certified gold. Their album Revival peaked at number 34 on the R&B charts. Um... It Never Rains in uh, South California was, like, one of their top hits. I ended up listening to that. It was pretty good. Um, Feels Good um, was top ten. And I think that's, like, one of the more popular songs that you guys might know if you go and listen to it. Um, Yeah, that was top ten. It went gold. Um, Then a few other songs. They, like... It's crazy because they released a ton of songs off this album that, like, did pretty well. Um, they had the blues, whatever you want. Um, but they eventually, they just, they started, I actually find kind of the reason that they stopped doing music because they didn't like what the record company was turning them into. They didn't, mm. they yeah retro like they kept calling them retro because they had that very like soulful um temptations or like a lot of the bands from the 70s and they didn't they're like yeah there's a quote in there where he was like saying you know you want to put us like behind a mercedes benz with all this money he's like and we're just these people just singing like that's not um yeah who we are but a lot of their songs were, like, um, in different movies. Me and You was in Boys in the Hood in 1991. Um, they had a song in House Party 2, Poetic Justice. Very, very popular. Okay. Um, like I said, they ended up taking, like, a hiatus because of that whole, like, situation. And then Timothy ended up becoming a songwriter for D'Angelo and Vogue and a couple of other different, like, R&B um, people. A Tribe Called Quest, which if yes. you watch Fallon, you guys I know. I love A Tribe Called Quest. Questlove, he's on the show. 
Um, and then I think that's pretty much like it. They really didn't um say much other than um one of the other guys ended up going solo, and I think it the Sadi the Raphael Sadia Sadia. He ended up going solo in 1994, but, like, again, nothing really, like, came much of it. And it doesn't say if they're still together or not. I'm going to assume probably not, because I feel like most of these said, like, yeah, they're still together, but they're not really doing anything. Theirs didn't say anything. So, I'm assuming there's, uh, no more to be of Tony, hmm. Tony, and Tony. Feels <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was I going to say here? Okay, I was going to say, I was like, I thought A Tribe Called Quest didn't have Questlove in it, but I think that's where Questlove got his name. Yes. And then, because I was like, they have their their roots, so. But yeah, that, that would make sense. Okay, sorry. I was like, I was like, wait a second, was he in A Tribe Called Quest? I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> but I could be, so, but I could be wrong, so... No, 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 you're, no, you're right. He was not, he, he was, he wasn't in A Tribe Called Quest, but anyway, but he was, he was in The Roots, but that's where he got his name. Yes, yes. So, um, anyway, so next I will talk about 112. Do you remember 112? Oh, come on, of course I remember 112. <laughs> so they formed in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they signed on to Bad Boy Records. Um, there's two of them still that are still performing together marvin aka slim scandrick and mike keith um past members are reginald finley um alden lagan q parker darren jones sorry and darren jones yeah, <laughs> um so the their biggest hits are only you featuring biggie uh that was the notorious big that's a good one the song Anywhere, which was incredibly sexual. It was just essentially like, I will screw you anywhere. Fantastic. <laughs> and then obviously Peaches and Cream, um, which won them a Grammy and a MTV Best Video nomination. Some of their other songs, uh, another another song that I was going to, that I talked about was um, I'll Be Missing You featuring Faith Hill. Um, that one came out in... I think 1996, and it got them a Grammy in 1997 um, for Best Rap Performance by a Group or Duo. Let me see here. So there's a couple controversies surrounding some of their things that happened with, um, it's like they were signed on to Big Boy Re Records, which obviously was Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Puffy. Yes. So they ended up, they had some kind of controversy with them. Um, and so they left. They left in like 2001, I believe, or 2002. So they, I'm sorry, 2002. They were, they made accu like accusations of like, they were just mistreated. Right, right. Um, in 2007, they actually founded their own label. Um, and most of them went on to pursue like solo careers. I think at one point, Mike Keith actually accused the other members of stealing his money. <laughs> so there's some controversy there. They did put out some new music in 2020. And I think they're actually working on a new album and they're going to be releasing it in September. So, oh, that's, that's one album well. in a nutshell. So they're still doing stuff, but it's just Mike Keith and uh, Slim Scandrick. So, 
Um, yeah. So that's there's that. There's that. There's one twelve. Peaches in one twelve. <laughs> Summed up very quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, my last one. I will sum it up as quick as possible, but I will say my last one's my longest one. It's this side, this side, and this side. But the mo- but the, and that doesn't even have the controversies on it. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. But I'll read it as fast as possible. Okay. Okay. Do it. All right. So. B2K. You guys remember B2K, which stands for Boys of the New Millennium. Um, I didn't realize that until I looked it up and I was like, oh, shoot. Good to know. Mm-hmm. They formed in 2000, but they were only active from 2000 to 2004. They formed in Los Angeles, California. Although then they formed again in 2019. And apparently you're like trying to start a little new something now. We shall see. Um, they met in 1998. Um, their members were all Marion, Jay Boog, Raz B, Lil Fizz. Um, <laughs> I know, such funny names. Just a little Fizz. <laughs> yep. So, oh, Marion ended up, he wasn't there right away. He ended up joining during, like, the producers. Wait, do you mean Omicron? Yeah, o- Omicron. <laughs> he ended up, he ended, didn't end up joining. I guess he, like, showed up, um, at this, um birthday party for their producer and he was like performing like he performed a song for him and then they ended up like putting him in the group um they ended up coming out with their first sing uh one of their first singles that they did with a little bow wow called ghetto girls <laughs> mm. yeah okay yep those, those ghetto girls which i feel like we don't use that word anymore um so that shows you how much time has changed um, in 2001, they had the single, Uh-Huh, and I thought it was funny when they released, their album was released on March 12th, 2012, and I was like, oh, one day after my birthday in 2012. Oh, yeah. Yes. The year that people thought the world was going to end. You remember that? That's right. They did. Quick, quick backstory on that. I had a college roommate who um, was one of those people. She had newspaper articles plastered all over her small little portable refrigerator that said it and told me and my other roommate that we would not be prepared for when the world would end <laughs> that's fun yep. and here i am now in 2022 suck it, suck okay. it. <laughs> anyway <laughs> so they um that album ended up peaking at number two on the top 100 and number one on the r&b charts um they ended up releasing from that album gots to be that was at number 34 um, Nickelodeon ended up having a concert for B2K, which I feel like I think I remember that. Yeah. Um, after that is when they released Bump, 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 funny bump, enough. Bump, bump. Um, yep. and... Baby, turn around. Sorry. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. Um, there, and that song was, it says with P. Diddy. They also had their second album that came out, Pandemonium, in 2012. That debuted at number 10 in the Billboard Top 200, so that's not bad. Their song Girlfriend was at number 20 in the R&B charts. Um, they ended up like going on this like tour with Will Smith, Vivica A. Spa- uh, Fox, like this whole crazy thing. In 2003, they were all in the movie You Got Served. I think you guys remember that movie. I do remember Very, that movie. Um, you know, cheesy, corny. Um, that was that came out in 2004. You know, obviously to not like 
the greatest buzz in the world, but I'm sure B2K fans were all about it. If you guys know anything about what You Got Served is about, it's about, like, in the 2000s, people did dance battles. They were dance battles. It was dance battles, guys. So that's what we did. And that's <laughs> I love all the South Park episodes about the dance battles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't. So anyway, after that, they released their song called Bada Boom, and it was featuring Fabulous at number 51 on the Billboard Top 100. They won a Kids' Choice Award in 2003. Um, They ended up breaking up due to internal conflicts, um, which a lot of it was, is they were just all jealous of each other. Like, each one of them thought, like, they were B2K. Like, they... Um, and because of that, obviously, Omarion went on to have a very successful solo career. Um, he did some albums with uh, Bow Wow. Um, Lil Fizz was on is on a show or was on a show on Fox. Uh, oh, I can't. I know. Oh, War at Home. It was for on for two seasons at, on Fox. Raz B relocated to China to go solo. That's just the wow. start of the things, though, that Raz B did. Oh, hold on. Omarion and Fizz, a lot of you might know this, they are very popular because of VH1's Love and Hip Hop. They were on that mm-hmm. and um, showed their life on there with, like, um, who else does it say? Oh, yeah, so they did that. Then they ended up going on tour. With um, Pretty Ricky, Chingy, Ying Yang Twins, um, all those people. Um, let's see. Here we go. So they ended up going to like release another album. And this is basically when they started having issues with Rasby. Um, domestic violence, uh, mental health. And let me just pull up this here because I didn't write these down because they were long but I'll read them somewhat quickly (laughs) for one example during the first few weeks of the tour Rasby reported that um, he felt unsafe I guess from their former manager that was his first thing and that he just like kind of like some mental health issues in the Nashville Tennessee tour he basically said that again it sounds a lot like a lot of mental health stuff like he basically was saying like what does it say omarion thanks for showing me love when nobody else would like saying that no one else cared about him on the tour and things like that um but then (laughs) he was arrested for reports of domestic violence with his actress girlfriend he allegedly choked and strangled her outside of a macy's oh no but I guess due to lack of evidence, um, they didn't have anything. And, of course, the Love and Hip Hop producers weren't there. In, let's see, in May, Rasby said he was going to take a break and basically said, like, I got to take care of my mental health. And I guess the group said, like, they would be supportive and stuff. But a lot of it just seems kind of like, I think, a myriad of, like, mental health issues. And then also, like, struggling with his own, like, you know, like I said, they just all seem to kind of be like. uh, Yeah. 
Like they were kind of full of themselves in a way. Like yes, like they did. Like I didn't seem to lots of ego. Yes, yes, that seemed to be yeah. kind of their their problem. And then I think on top of with the mental health issues, uh, that uh, kind of didn't help. So that's uh, that's B two K for you. Wow. Okay. That's uh, I actually have two more. Both of them I will keep very short because it is a lot of information. So. <laughs> Because there's so, I mean, there's, there's so, this is, yeah, this is a very long episode, but it's, forget it's jam-packed. Like I said, it's meaty. So here we go. Um, <laughs> I will start by saying, um, I'll start by talking about Jagged Edge. Um, Jagged Edge was founded in 1995 by um, these twin brothers, Brian and Brandon Casey, um, they were founded in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, Richard Wingo and Kyle Norman are also uh, members of this group. Some of their biggest hits are Where the Party At, mm-hmm. Let's Get Married. Do you remember Let's Get Married? I'm like, really? Come on. I, I always hated that. Song. I'm sorry. I hated that song. Even as a child, I was like, this song is so corny. I'm like, I don't know. Thank you. I'll pass. Let's not. Um, <laughs> let's not get married. <laughs> um, the Way You Talk was one of the first ones that they, the, one of the first hits that they had, and I Gotta Be. So, um, let's see here. They have three AMA nominations, three BET nominations, one Grammy nomination for Where the Party At, two Soul Train Awards for Let's Get Married, um, and I think they have, like, five more nominations for for soul train as well. Um, and they actually, I think most recently, this is, like I said, this is a very quick rundown. So they actually have a, their 10th album was released in 2020 called, um, jagged love story. So they have their, yeah, they have 10 albums out. (laughs) And, uh, I think their, their, um, their manager and their record label was like with Jermaine Dupri. Oh, so nice. he was another, he was another big one, another yes, big, big, you know, um, but with, so controversy surrounding these guys, um, apparently whenever they were, do you remember when destiny's child was Kelly Rowland and Beyonce, obviously, and Latoya and um, Latavia? Yes. I have, Latavia. I have that album. <laughs> You remember that? Okay. So apparently they were on tour together. Um, Jagged Edge, they were, you know, in their early 20s. Yep. And uh, Destiny's Child, they were 16 years old. So they were minors. Apparently, um, Latoya and Latavia, or I don't know if it's Latoya or, or, I'm sorry. Somebody. But apparently Latoya and Latavia (laughs) were dating the brother's Brian and Casey, oh. but they had made, apparently there were accusations of the other members in Jagged Edge, like, making passes at Beyonce and Kelly Rowland. Uh, why am I not surprised? Because, yeah, because, I mean, they're, again, they're young, um, and this was, this was, these claims were made by, like, Beyonce's dad, who was their manager, so... I, I don't know, and I think the Latoya and Latavia, they both, I think they had made statements about it, and it kind of started the beginning of them 
wanting to leave Destiny's Child. I don't know exactly what happened. I think that was like the, it was like the scapegoat. Yeah. Um. So there, there's that. Um. Unfortunately. So I. But they're Jagged Edge is still together. They're still they're still around. <laughs> they still do stuff. And then lastly, I will mention LSG, not LSD, LSG. Um, they are, <laughs> it's um, a, th- a few people that are already big in the music industry and they just wanted to do like a, like they wanted a project altogether. And it's um, Gerald Levert, Keith Sweat, and Johnny Gill. Um so, actually, fun fact, um, Gerald Levert was born in my hometown of Canton, Ohio. Oh, snap. Um, and he died, he actually died in Cleveland, actually, in 2006. And then his dad actually took over his spot to to be the L. Like, so there was um, Levert, Sweat, and Gill, and that's where the um, LSG came from. But, um, so they were all very, like, very big stars already and they just wanted to make music together so that's why they started performing together and they still do here and there like i said johnny gill keith sweat um gerald levert and then gerald levert's dad is the one that took over the l spot so um yeah they're like a i didn't really do a whole lot of deep dives with them because they were just like you know this they were already kind of established um musicians so um, that I just wanted to mention them because, you know, sometimes you don't realize that a lot of these people are like all over everything else, you know? <laughs> so I like that, uh, you're making faces at me right now. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's about it, that, guys. That, 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 um, like we said, um, I will put together a... I'm gonna. I'm putting together a Spotify playlist for all of our favorite songs that we've talked about or will talk about this season. Yes. So, um, just make sure that you keep an eye out for that. So, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you go follow it. It'll be under my personal. Um, it'll be my personal um, thing, but I'll put it up on the. I'll put a link up to the Spotify on the Instagram. Got you. Sorry. <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. Actually, and you know what? Black and yellow, black and yellow. If you do that, if you do that, whatever we put on that list, I can also do the same thing for Apple, for anybody who has Apple Music, because I have Apple Music, and you can do the same thing and make playlists and share them. Oh, okay. Perfect. So, just so that we okay. can get it, you know, available to other platforms so they'll they'll be identical playlists guys okay perfect that sounds like a really great idea um do you want to share you know wrap up say give all of our socials and all that jazz no i do you know i do of course you do all right my (laughs) lovely friends it's that time in the podcast where i let you know where you can find us where you can talk to us even though like y'all don't even take the suggestion half the time but i'm gonna tell you anyway First of all, you can email us at the retrospectspodcast at gmail.com. And you should. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the Retrospects Podcast. Like I said, we're most active on there, although I apologize. I've been slacking, but it's been busy. All right. I'm trying. 
We're trying. We're doing our best. We're trying our best. We're trying our best. You can also find us on Twitter at RetrospectsP. Come on, seriously, Twitter. We're we're looking sad. Follow us on there. <laughs> so I don't please, to, please. We got a few more followers this, uh, which was nice from when I write. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate the few who who decided to love us. Um, Thank y'all. Oh. You again, you can find us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, Google, and Stitcher. And Stitcher. And eventually, guys, we'll eventually make our way to YouTube, but this just you know, it this this in itself is already a lot, so we're doing the best we can. Here, here. Amen. <laughs> Oh, man. So, oh, man. <laughs> okay, anyway. Sorry, that was terrible. Anyway, uh, hey, guys, thank you so much. I cannot believe that you guys have stuck around this long. Seriously. Seriously. But hey, thanks. We like you. We like you a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I am done. We're out of here. Out of Good here. night. We'll see you next week. Bye.